seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, Sacred Stone. Oh, this you crazy mother. Welcome to this week's edition of Skip the Tutorial, the number one video game podcast on Titan. I'm uh, I'm your host, one of your hosts this week, uh, Bryant Logan Daniels, and joining me across the universe on Skype is Todd T'Challa Fortner. What's going on, man? What kind of What's forever? up, bro? What's up, bro? Uh, yes, getting yes. chills, getting chills on that. Uh, yeah, so if you don't know who we are, we're a video game podcast most of the time, 99% of the time. We're bringing you a special movie edition of our podcast this week. A movie edition because the big thing this week, the big thing that beat all the video games and all the movies in the world was Avengers Infinity War. Ten years in the making and Marvel finally did it. They finally got it out. The Russo Brothers directing, starring uh, Josh Brolin as none other than Thanos. Thanos, the big baddie in the Marvel Universe. And it's got your entire crossover event. Um, actually, I would say this is probably the most ambitious crossover project of all time. I would say yeah. that the, they did it. They've they've done something that no other film series has been capable of doing. I mean, Justice League tried to work backwards into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That's always kind of a sore spot. Even though I kind of like Justice League. Even though I kind of did like Justice League on the cool. I'm not going to lie. Hey, you know what? There's nothing wrong with it, dude. There are people, that, there's fans of it. I mean, look, okay. To be real honest, the first time I saw Suicide Squad, I kind of dug it. The second time I saw it, I was like, I don't know what I was smoking when I was watching it. But I didn't like it nearly as much the second time. So well, I'm I'm more so like that with Justice League. I'm really much more like that with Justice League. I actually still can watch Suicide Squad. Maybe well, no, I think I, I think it's ran its quota. It ran its quota. But yeah. when it first came out, I was maybe Will Smith. It was it was real stupid. Don't get me wrong, but it's like I also like the Swamp Thing movie in 1982. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too, me too. But that's I, I'm old. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm not you know just to, to keep dating myself. But yeah, that's. That's like one of the most trash movies of all time. I'm like, Swamp Thing. Bro, I got so excited one night. I was digging through some uh, trash bins over at uh, Goodwill, and they had uh, Swamp Thing, the complete series. Hold so, up, man. Wait. The way that sounded. <laughs> okay. It made okay. you sound real homeless for a moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> wait, yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah, I was digging through some trash bins outside the Goodwill. How do you have money to afford this equipment, Brian? You're priorities seem to be quite off I don't know, did you sneak into the movies what the fuck are you trying is it, is it a life you're not telling me about Brian is there a life I don't know about what are you doing on these streets man? I just realized how that sounded to everybody else by trash bins I mean at Goodwill you at couldn't good- even go to Nordstrom's or something to try to get something good to trade in <laughs> all right I'm sorry I gotta no, uh, no dude that uh, killed me you, you, that was fantastic. I was like, oh, you work too hard. By that, I mean the clearance bins at Goodwill. Ah, yeah, but they yes. had the complete Swamp Thing series on USA. You remember that show, Swamp Thing, the TV show? I bought that yep. sucker for a dollar and watched it that night, uh, at least like the first five episodes. Haven't bought it back, underrated brought it back powerful out. Superhero, man. Swamp Thing's underrated on his power level, mm. man. He's powerful. Swamp Thing, dude. Swamp Thing. He's taken on demons before. Demons, they need to bring him back. Uh, but no, this week it's a special movie edition of Skip the Tutorial, so what we're talking about is actually Avengers Infinity War. We're going to do a review for you guys, and then we're going to 
Uh, see if we got time to bust down our top seven superhero movies. Uh, but first, we're going to start with a review. We're going to talk about the Avengers Affinity War. So if you don't know what it is, if you've been living under a rock for the last 10 years, Marvel has been working their way towards essentially a shared Marvel Cinematic Universe in which they all build towards one large event known as the Infinity War. If you don't know what the Infinity War is from comic books, the Infinity War is essentially Thanos um, comes down to get all six Power Stones, put them in the Infinity Gauntlet, and in the comic books, he is planning to wipe out half the population of the universe, of the entire known Marvel Universe, in order to please his mistress, Death. Death. Lady Death. Lady Death. The only two people that ever fell in love with Lady Death was Thanos and Deadpool. So if that tells you where, De- where Thanos' mind is, he's on the same level as Deadpool at that point. Movie's a little bit different. Um, it's got some interesting characters. It's got some interesting plots and concepts going on. But the f- question I have for you, Todd, is... In your mind, did Marvel, were they successful in bringing their shared universes together in a very impactful and powerful way? And in a way that modern day audiences, maybe even audiences who aren't familiar with the comic books, because I know me and you are both familiar with the comic books, would understand what was going on and understand to a degree why it is so critical that the entire group of Marvel heroes take on uh, Thanos. Does it work for you in other, other words? It, it is great. It is, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to just cheat on my list. It's going to be on my top five, at least, for sure. Like, easily. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, they had an impossible job. I referenced that in the Black Panther, you know, review when we talked about Black Panther a little bit. Infinity War had a totally different type of impossible job, though, because you have the audience that's aware of the comic book lore, and it's kind of like, you know, how they gonna do this is we've been waiting on this forever with huge fans and then you got people on the outside that aren't you know as familiar they just want to see a good movie and they've had so many different damn directors between each movie every movie had a different type of tone to it it's kind of difficult to think that you're gonna bring all of that together and it not be just a hot fucking mess but when i got out of that movie theater after two and a half hours I was completely satisfied. I had a whole the whole emotional roller coaster. I felt great. Other than a couple of gripes that we'll get into, you know, at some point. Um I don't man, it was it's probably the it is gonna be I wouldn't I, I can't I, it may not be the best superhero movie I've ever seen in my life, but it may be the one I watch the most. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Like I I'll, I'll make it run as much as I can. I mean Ah, Thanos, bro. Fucking like when as soon as I got out, you know, I posted my little my little coin that I got from AMC, fucking cheap ass coin. <laughs> yeah, I like my yeah. posters and and more merchandise. I mean, let, let me not be in an unappreciative heart. I appreciate my little coin, but shit. Uh, but now nah, when I got out, man, the first thing I post was fucking Thanos, though, bro. Oh yeah, and if anybody doesn't know, I'm gonna speak speak freely. <laughs> we both like about this. So any spoilers, I'm sorry, man. By the time this comes out, if you ain't seen it, it's blame yourself. Yeah, yeah. This is gonna be this is gonna be spoilers. Uh we we we're gonna put that alert right here at the beginning. We're gonna talk freely about this movie. So if you do not want things spoiled, I mean, look, if you go Google Infinity War, the top article right now is Did Marvel kill off the right people in Infinity War? 
So there's already articles out there spoiling it for everybody. So you know what? Give yourself a chance. Go see it. If you want to go see it, pause this podcast, then go see it and come back to listen to us. But we are going to spoil the crap out of this movie. Just letting you know yeah, up I'm, front. I'm just talking freely as I want to, man. We freestyling, and I want to talk freely, and I know my boy Brian need to talk freely. This needs to get out here. But just to, to start out the movie, Thanos puts his hands on the Hulk like original Roy Jones Jr. He just beats the <laughs> shit out of him, and it was just... Oh, it was so sweet. I was like, damn, we ain't seen a fight like this since Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. Not even that. That that was a better damn fight. Conor did better than the Hulk because Thanos beat the shit out of the Hulk and to the point where he didn't even want to come out anymore. That is just setting the tone for a movie from out the gate to let you know what time it is. And then the, even the Black Order, they're just playing around and just looking like let him have his fun with Ebony Maul another powerful villain in the in the whole black order like the other black order characters they don't have time to go through all of that they did well and good enough right but yeah ebony ma was that dude ebony ma was that dude from out the gate with his cool little he had the pimp swag in the movie him and thanos you know what i'm saying they captured oh yeah the, the, oh yeah yeah but uh all the way until the end you know we'll fill in the middle but all the way to the end with thanos putting on that smirk where the whole fucking movie theater gets silent. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know about you, but when I was in the movie theater, man, I heard the whole up, down, the cheers, the claps, to it. the awes, to the, oh, hell no, to the, you know. Man. I'm going to say this out the gate. Black Panther's dead for all my black people. <laughs> black Panther is, and, man. Oh, yeah, one more thing. This is something, <laughs> I'm going to let you get into it because I'm really yeah. want to hear your point of view. Yeah. Like seriously, I, I gotta hear, but it's it's something I ain't think about until later. One thing Marvel fucked up on is they fell into the same traps and trapments as nineteen eighties horror flicks. Is they killed the black dude first? Why you had to kill Idris <laughs> they did, Elba didn't first? They? He's the first motherfucker to die, and Black Panther one of the last people, but he was the first person to die. Don't fall into that cliche trap, Marvel. But it's not that big of a deal. At least he went out like a soldier. I just thought about that later. It was like, oh, okay. Yeah, he went out like a pimp, sending the Bifrost to Earth and sending the Hulk down there. Yeah, he went out strong. Hopefully, they'll give him a solo movie, man. Hopefully, he'll be uh, Green Lantern. Man, I hope so, dude. I think he would be a dope-ass Green Lantern. Just go ahead in the DC universe, try to fuck around over there. At least make the Green Lantern. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just just about to say, though, man, but what do you think, man? Like, what did you take from it as far as... How were you disappointed at all on how they put it all together? Because they exceeded my expectations in that aspect. I'm not going to lie. They had, and you hit on something very key here. They had a very, very difficult job ahead of them. I mean, you've got different movies with different tones, different directors, different styles. I mean, you started this thing, you know, 10 years ago. This thing started 10 years ago. And you started out with Iron Man. Um, which kind of set this format from the beginning, but different movies had different things going on. And I think it's pretty known in the Marvel Universe that the the best of the bunch has always kind of been the Captain America movies. So they let the Bru- the Russo brothers take over on the Avengers plot product line, and they made an incredibly fun, depressing, dense, emotional, terrifying enjoyment right like there's i don't think i've ever seen a movie quite like this because it hits so many different points of the emotional scale of humanity 
I mean, you've got the moments where you've, you're following the hero's journey, but you're almost following an inverse of the hero's journey because you're following Thanos the majority of the time, which was extremely clever because this very much was Thanos's movie from yeah. the beginning. Absolutely, because I, I jokingly posted, I was like, finally, Black Panther 2, because, you know, I've been being childish about that. But really, they could have just no named this Thanos whoops everybody's ass. <laughs> like, this is Thanos, King Pimp. Yeah. Shaka ka, shaka ka, ka, ka. Like, whatever that just Thanos, I don't know. Like, just Thanos. But, this is this is the Thanos movie. Thanos, uh, death to Marvel. Like, I mean, death, yeah. to, the, death to the Avengers. Like, Thanos sup- kills everybody. Like, ugh. But it, it, it created what was one of the most interesting Marvel villains I've ever seen outside of uh, Black Panther. Like, that was, you know... Because you, you're getting villains with real motives here. These motives don't necessarily... They don't necessarily don't make sense. That's the thing. is They actually do make sense. The motivations yeah. aren't just, I want to take over the world. I want a million dollars. I want to you know take over a country. I want to kill America. No, the emotions are, I want to right a wrong. I want to right a path. And that's what's so fascinating to me. Because Thanos' path in this movie... You you pointed this out earlier when we were talking on the phone, but instead of trying to impress Lady Death, his whole point of view is trying to bring balance to the universe after he experienced the death of his home planet because of overcrowding. And I think that's a very fascinating perspective for them to take on Thanos. And I think it'll, it, it, it grounds that reality for him. It makes him much more... I guess capable, and it makes him much more relatable in a lot of ways. You can almost be sympathetic towards him, and just to—I'm gonna let you. I don't mean to jump in real quick. No, but go ahead. You, when I really had to think about it, I will say this: if I had to rank top three Marvel villains, Thanos, Killmonger, and the Vulture, and yeah. I am glad to see that Marvel is focusing more on the storytelling with uh the villains and they're not all just being like like they didn't like they didn't they're not fucking everybody up like ultron because ultron was a that was a joke he was was just disappointing but yeah man you you, i I didn't mean to jump in right there i just wanted to make sure to hammer that point home because i went back and forth on kill margaret thanos i can't do thanos is the he's he's like that in the actual comics too yeah like he's the top villains and they did him right He's a little bit more cartoony in the later comics, um, but they did do a good job. I will say this. If anybody's interested in reading the comics, the Infinity War is a great series to read. But also go check out uh, The Thanos Imperative by Dan Abnett. That's a great run. It's got Guardians of the Galaxy in there. It's got characters you're going to recognize. It's got Drax in there, who's not nearly as funny as he's been in every movie. I will say this. As much as Thanos stole every scene, Drax stole every scene again. Yeah, when he was just like, I'm invisible. <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts. Or Thor's interactions with Rocket Raccoon, where he calls him a rabbit. <laughs> what, did, yeah, was ra- see, oh, go ahead. Oh, let me, uh, this is what I wanted to ask you about real quick, though. Okay, th- just to, the dichotomy of it. We had a lot of heroes to try to balance out Thanos. What's the hero that stuck out to you the most? Thor. Thor. Yes! Absolutely Thor. Thor was OP as shit in this movie. Super OP. Odin son. He, you got to see his actual power. And think about what he's been through. He's watched his brother died. His father's died. He's had to kill his sister. I mean, everything has happened at this point. And in the last movie, 
in Thor Ragnarok, you actually see the destruction of his home world. Like, what else do you want at some point? This man is pissed off. This man is upset, but he still kept his humor, too, which was, was so good. That's one of my favorite um, interactions is between him and Chris Pratt's character, Star-Lord, whenever he starts like stealing his voice and everything and it's just like why are you talking deeper and he's like no i'm not talking deeper i always talk I like this shall. yeah like i too have lost my mother and had to kill my father <laughs> which is much more difficult than killing my sister dude like, that, that was so good it was fucking hilarious man. or the interaction between thor and captain america where they're talking about their haircuts and he's like i see you stole my beard that was fantastic. But, I mean, Thor is super OP in this. And you've got a lot of emotional uh, emotional lines going in this movie. That's the thing. You've got a lot of emotional heart between all the characters. I mean, they even establish it at the beginning with Iron Man where he's talking about wanting to have a baby. And, you know, that carries through when he, he leaves the planet Earth, essentially. And you see him, you see that fight in him. Because... He's not necessarily fighting for the entire universe. He's fighting for his possible future child. And he's got that motivation. And you've got Peter Parker who just wants to be part of the team as Spider-Man. And you've got Doctor Strange who's fighting on another level for the entire universe because he sees all different sorts of perspectives. That's what I say. The, the multiverse is damn near just our actual reality. And, and he had a powerful character too. And Tony's insanity from the previous movies kind of pulled together in this one because that nano suit was souped up and the uh, ultimate yeah. spider-man suit was ridiculous too i like both of them but that nano suit whew. that was something else wasn't it oh uh, that was that was probably my favorite fight moment in the movie is iron man fighting thanos and just you see that that tony stark is not gonna quit he will never quit because he it's not in his blood even if he has to kill himself, he will continue to push forward. I mean, it always reminds me. Did you ever see that flick, Cool Hand Luke, from the 60s with Paul Newman? Yeah, that's one of the dope one. Oh, boy, when he was ate all them eggs. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. he almost killed himself. He was, and, they had to, and they had the dude from New Orleans down there. He was like, oh, yeah, I bet he's going to eat all them eggs. I'm just telling you, you got one more egg to put in there, boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I done seen that but from the 60s. Cool Hand Luke is a dope-ass movie, bro. Yes, that is, sir. That's what it reminded me of is there's a moment in Cool Hand Luke where Luke gets challenged to a fight by George Kennedy, and he keeps getting knocked down. And he just keeps getting back up. He can't see. He's bloodied. He's irritated. You know, he's got grass in his eyes. His eyes all swollen. And he will not stop. And that's what Tony was doing in this movie. I mean, to me, it was the two characters that really stood out outside of Thanos and Thor uh, was Tony. Tony was number one for me that really stood out. And then, you know, Gamora, they gave her such an emotional thread in this movie that it just blew my mind. I mean, she has probably one of the best sequences in the movie that I know that we were talking about this earlier, how beautiful that moment was and tragic at the same time. Yeah, it's and but it's imperative to the story, though. It had to happen that way. And I mean, that was good. That was the example of the good storytelling was going to, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit, but like. It's a couple of holes in it that I'll just uh, yeah that bothered me with all the greatness of putting uh, pulling everything together. It was just a couple of blatant things. I was like, ah, oh, like for me, okay, yeah, it's nitpicky because I mean, I'm still I'm still a fanboy, man. I love the fucking movie, but yeah, that was the exact 
perfect example of great storytelling on kind of pulling things together and just the reasoning for it and kind of tweaking a little bit from the comic lore to the actual movie points to to make Thanos a little bit more relatable where he just doesn't seem like a maniacal fiend like I like that so much it's just and I don't know and he almost had like a regal tone like I hate to even say that it was just like it's the reason why he was the man why he was Thanos why the black order followed him it made some sense like he was just like I'm all these lesser beings like you can understand why Ebony Ma was just like you should be thankful to die with by the right? hand of Thanos instead of some meaningless whatever, whatever. And when you find out his reasoning, when he's just like, okay, it's just it's a finite universe with finite amount of resources. You know, I know you're, you're upset I killed half the people on your planet, but your planet is flourishing now. So, okay, child. Yeah, like, like he's got a reason behind it. And two, you get another moment with Thanos right before he has to, in spoiler alert here, Major, sacrifice Gamora. To get the stone. You get a moment where he is physically upset. He is crying. No matter how much Gamora has either hated him or wanted to destroy his plans, he is still upset that he has to sacrifice his daughter. Because that's how he considers her, is his daughter. I mean, think about the idea of him passing down all his knowledge and information and everything he's learned to her and then having to throw her into the pit. To be sacrificed. I mean just absolutely. It's mind blowing that Marvel went this way for me. Because they've created something actually unique in Thanos. And that's what they've been doing for a while now. I mean this is much better than. If you go back to what Iron Man 2. Where they had uh, the main villain in that. I don't remember his name. But it was played by Mickey Rourke. And you come up to. You know when they actually. What is it Omega Red? Yeah like just very empty villains. You know, and just even though I like Nicky work. I did too. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Oh my god. But no, it's 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 one of these moments in film that, no matter what you think of the movie, you have to respect the concept of them being able to make such a dense film with so many characters and so many different tones and make it mesh. It actually meshed. That's what's surprising to me because Avengers: Age of Ultron did not leave me a whole lot of hope. But when the Russo brothers came on board and they started doing the Winter Soldier and then Civil War and, you know, we got Black Panther, that's where we're seeing, I think, the true greatness of what these Marvel movies can do. And I and think you know it what's crazy, though, it's not to not to hate on the Russo brothers. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump in right there. I wasn't as big of a fan, I don't think, of Civil War as most people were. Like, I love the movie. It was great. Yeah. Or like Winter Soldier. Like, those were great, great movies. I enjoyed them. I watched them several times. But like for me. I didn't really enjoy. I mean, they're not my favorite of yeah. them, all honesty. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I was really glad to see them pull it together too. And one more thing before I forget, because you brought up a great point with the Gamora um, portion of it, but it's just like that's the part too where I kind of went back as far as how relatable he was. His crackhead desire to destroy half of the universe reminded me that he was a villain right there yeah because anybody that has ever been affected by or knows anyone that's willing to sacrifice their child for a rock he yep. understands that ultimately that is an evil person no matter even though they have some kind of mythical good reason for it like that that's the point like as logical as it is are you really right and she even says it she's just like like who are you to know or like you know what i mean like yeah. how do you know 
you know but yeah go sorry man I, I no to- no no it's okay um i do want to get into some of the criticisms uh that we both have uh for the film a little bit so todd why don't you why don't you give those some of that some of the critical aspects that you may have not necessarily appreciated about the movie only two it's super nitpicky but for me personally i only have two which i mean it's a credit to the movie honestly i don't have any problems they did what i was concerned about i was gonna worry about uh the cgi and what chris pratt called the nutsack on thanos's chin or face <laughs> i was worried that that was not gonna come out right but it came out right my biggest one anybody who's seen the movie if you hadn't seen the movie fuck i don't care um Fucking Star Lord, bro. Yeah. Yeah. No sense. None whatsoever. Like, yes, Star Lord is a retard, but he's not that type of retard, like a literal retard. You know what I'm saying? He's just silly. You know what I mean? He is. Like, they had an opportunity to win right there, and he fell into his feelings, and, you know, you start punting. It was a perfect, like, fight. Doctor Strange has set everything up. Every the Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man, Spider Man, with everything set up. Mantis is on top of Thor's head, trying to keep him calm and make him go to sleep. Iron Man and Spider Man are so close to pulling off the glove. Some kind of way in his trance, he notifies Star Lord, who's just standing there being worthless, talking for no damn reason. You can yeah. help him taking off the glove or something. Notifies him. Gamora kills him. Now you all of a sudden, okay, you hitting him in the face, and here goes the gauntlet like that. As far as the storytelling aspect, I was like, it's got to be a different way. Like that, yeah. Like as great as the movie is, it um, it was like a that that's a testament how great it is. As great as it is, that's like a glaring. Like why would that? That's just that didn't make sense. It didn't make sense for them to go that that way. That's nitpicky. That's nitpicky. You know what I mean? But it's that's just a that's a yeah. But it's also valid too. It's also it is because you do have a moment there where Star Lord knows what's online. He knows what's on the line. He knows what's going on. I mean, they've been talking about this character, Thanos. He gets it from Doctor Strange. And he still fell into that emotional pitfall. Um, that one, for sure. Uh, what's your other criticism for it? Vision. Oh, man. And he, that's the comic book person in me, okay? Yeah. Vision. So underplayed, Vision is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you couldn't. I mean, I, I liked somebody pointed something out to me. That I didn't pay attention to before. The actual relationship with him and Scarlet Witch was actually pretty dope. That was like, cool. Yeah, that was that yeah. was a cool little tone to that underlining, right? That actually I didn't pay attention to because I was griping about Vision just just falling all over the place though. Like it, it, I wish they would have just at least gave Vision an opportunity to really show his raw power. I don't think they've yeah. really done that in any of the movies. And then that was a bit of a missed opportunity. You could have had him go harder before the, you know, Thanos just rips his head off, basically. Um, well, it also gave us. Part. Oh, go ahead. Go Sorry, ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 no. You're fine, man. I was just about to bring up the point that you told me earlier that I really didn't think about as far as probably like the glaive whenever he got stabbed and, and he was just like, I can't phase. Yeah, Maybe he that says that. Yeah, what I was going to say, though, is bringing up Scarlet Witch's power because we get a moment in the... This is the comic book head in me because we get a moment where we see how powerful she actually is. She's fending off Thanos by herself. She is fending off... Scarlet Witch is OP in the books. She she needs to snap, She though. actually wipes out. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, she's crazy powerful. So I think that what they're doing is they're setting up a moment in the next movie because Scarlet Witch has now watched Vision die, be resurrected, and then die again. So when she comes back, because at this point, Vision is dead, dead. Like, he is dead, dead. Unless Captain Marvel, and we'll talk about that little spoiler scene here in a minute. But when he comes back, and this happens in the next movie, because it's coming out May 3rd, 2019, which I cannot wait for. I want to fast forward a year just so I can get to the next Avengers movie. Um, I haven't been this excited for a movie since uh, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. So I'm ready for the sequel. Uh, But no, when she comes back, I think we're setting up a moment where she loses her shit on Thanos and just wrecks his ass. Because that's what I want to see. I want to see Scarlet Witch just be as OP as she always is in the books. But you have a point. Because Vision in the books, and that's where the comic book fans come out in us. Vision in the books is one of the most powerful characters in the books. Just flat out. He's better than almost... I mean, he can do anything. He can physically do anything. I mean, at one point, he becomes a planet. So... Let's just think about that for a second. He becomes a planet at one point. I mean, he had the power of the damn stone. So, I mean, you know, he just had one little that got cut by the glaive. I'm just like, and I understand, like, the glaive stories, I know a little bit about it vaguely. Like, he is like immortal as long as he has his glaive and all this other kind of shit, and it's supposed to be really powerful, but still, I don't care. It's vision, bro. Like, I don't think they ever really did vision proper justice. And they missed a little opportunity there. But other than that, I legitimately can't think of anything that I didn't enjoy with that movie. I mean, in consideration with everything they had to put together, I could gripe about pacing. But I mean, shit, what what do you want? What more do you want? Like, it's a two and a half hour movie. I was not disappointed. Were you, it felt like it dragged. Were you getting to the end of the movie and you're like, please don't be over. Please don't be over. Please, I need, I don't want this to be over. I think the biggest testament to this movie, and I've never seen this in a comic book film, is at the very end, the very end of the movie, nobody was talking. The entire theater was dead silent. And they just roll right into the credits, and you see them put the Avengers Affinity War, and then you see it blown off into dust. Just one of the most beautiful moments. Like, gave me chills thinking about that. I went home and I was like, I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> it's 10 o'clock <laughs> in the morning. I want to go to sleep right now. I don't, I don't want to be here right now because this is, this was very emotional. This was, they did a great job. They did it better than the it's, comics. It's been an emotional league week, man. God of war. And then infinity war drops. Woo. And I was to say, when you, when you said earlier, man, and nothing, I mean, God, of, I don't know, man, God of war rivals any movie to me right now, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Infinity I agree with war, you for sure. Uh, Infinity War for sure, man. You, if you don't, <laughs> that that it was draining. But I will say, like when we were me and my lady were walking out the theater, or later on we talked about it. She was saying the one thing about it was, even though it's a two and a half hour movie, but nothing felt out of place. And I yeah. was like, that's a really good point. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing felt like it didn't need to be in it. Like they did good editing and you know got it down. Like it's it's action packed. It gave you everything you wanted. Um. I know that ending kind of threw people off like and that was another emotional thing with the people that was the big thing going into it like people knew that people were going to die but it was like who's going to die and 
Yeah, they kill. They killed more people than I really expected. They killed everybody almost, except the original Avengers are left, which I thought was fascinating. They even killed Nick Fury. They yeah yeah and the credit yeah it's like and then you know <laughs> mother mother oh his ass out yeah but they yeah. do that um they get the little bonus scene where they're paging now I want people to be prepared for this next movie because they're paging who else but Captain freaking Marvel who is like essentially Captain Marvel is Marvel's Superman it's the answer it's the ultimate power it's the only thing that could kill Captain Marvel in the books. Because they're doing actual the Carol Danvers Captain Marvel. The only Captain Marvel that could die in the books, the male version, died of cancer. So, yeah. and then Carol Danvers takes over first as Miss Marvel and then becomes Captain Marvel. But the people better be prepared because Captain Marvel gives everybody a run for their money. That is one super powerful character, and I'm looking forward to what they do with that. Um, Todd, any final thoughts before we roll into scores? Oh, man. Uh,. Oh man, it was just go. I mean, even if you're listening to this now, you hadn't seen it, go see it. Cause I probably, I, like I said, this will be the one I watch multiple times, man. It was just a great roller coaster. Uh, yeah, man. Thor's the shit. Doctor Strange is the shit. Everybody, Spider Man is the shit. Everybody's the shit. But Thanos is the greatest. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I, I actually, um, I like Doctor Strange in this movie more than his actual movie. I really did. I thought he was a better representation of who Doctor Strange really is. Um, favorite line from Doctor Strange. He's talking to Star-Lord. He goes, what master do you serve? And he goes, what do you want me to say, Jesus? Like, <laughs> that was, that little interaction there, right there, was perfect. And then followed up, he says, are you from Earth? No, I'm not from Earth. I'm from Minnesota. That is on Earth, dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those motherfuckers was crazy. And I mean, you gotta trust in Doctor Strange. Like you could, Doctor Strange left you with a little bit of, well, left me with a little bit of peace of mind. Of he saw all fourteen million six hundred and seventy-five thousand, whatever the fuck, futures in the one that was gonna work. So whatever happened, however it played out, you know, him giving up the time stone must have been a part of the greater, greater plan. And I am looking forward to uh, Captain Marvel being in the nineties, where they could bring young Samuel or younger with with both eyes, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. What the fuck Captain Marvel is? Why Captain Marvel hadn't been around to stop all of this shit? Hopefully, maybe we get a Adam Warlock in the future. I want to see what's up with that. That'll be kind of whatever. But yeah, man, it's it's a great time to be alive, man. I you know I can't believe that they finally came out with it and it's a success. Thirty nine million dollars in opening night. I think a second only to Force Awakens. I mean, we could go on and on, but uh. And I will say this for people who are feeling a little bit down. Just remember what 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 Doctor Strange said to Iron Man. He said, right as Iron Man was looking at him, he said, it was the only way, Tony. That was it. It was the only way. He's seen all this. He knows what's going on. He knows where they're headed with this. All right, Todd. So out of 10, what would be your final score for the movie? On a dopeness level, my friend, I'm going to settle down on a 9 out of 10. All right. Great movie. And once again, it'll be the Marvel movie I probably watch the most. Yep. Yep. I'm with you. I'm settling 9 out of 10. It's going to be one that I cannot wait for China to get their copy. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For good reason, too. Um, Now, I'm waiting for my wife to see it, but she doesn't like open-ended stuff. So, And this movie's pretty open-ended with where they're going with this. So, 
you know, we're going to wait until the sequel comes out next year for her to watch it. But I am interested to see her reaction because she loves the Avengers and she loves Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, oh, yeah. Real quick before we move on, because uh, we got time here. I think we got time to go into our top stuff. Uh, real quick, what was your favorite emotional moment for the movie? Because there was some pretty emotional stuff in this flick. Probably when before, right before Thor gets his uh, hammer, his new hammer, when Rocket Raccoon is just like, okay, time to be the captain. And he can tell that Thor is just like in an emotional place. And, you know, Rocket Raccoon is just like, so, you know, what are we going to do? And he's just like, I'm going to go and I'm going to kill so I'm gonna kill Thanos, and I've, he's just yet another. I've killed. I've lived fifteen hundred years and killed twice that many creatures, and this is just another one on the list. And then he goes down and like, like I have nothing else to lose. I've lost my father. I've lost my brother. I've lost my sister. And that emotional ride yeah. that he gives you right there, on top of the comedy that he gave you earlier, on top of the Thor Odin son that he brought, that part for me, like I was with that man, like he was on a mission. So. For me, that was the most emotional part for me. What What about you? My my most emotional part was probably Spider-Man. Finally yeah. fading off into the distance and dying. Spoiler alert. Dying at the end there. And it's, it's when he holds on to Tony and he says, I'm not ready to go. Please do something. Don't let me go. Everybody else is surprised by what's happening except him. He knows what's happening. He's a smart kid. And just that pure terror in his eyes was just so hard to watch. And Tony, the terror in his eyes when he grasps, like he really holds on to him because he thinks, like you can almost tell he's thinking that if I hold on tight enough, he won't go anywhere. But even Tony can't stop it at this point. I just, that was a very powerful moment for me. Um, a beautiful movie. Just really yeah. a wonderful, wonderful time. Nine out of ten for both of us. Uh, well, we will be back. We're, we're talking about our favorite superhero movies. And uh, hold on for the break, kids. All right, welcome back to Skip the Tutorial, special movie edition. Where we're talking all about superhero movies. We just uh, reviewed Avengers Affinity War, so I figured it'd be good to bust down our top seven favorite superhero movies. Our top seven favorite hero movies. Not necessarily superhero movies, but just hero movies. Um, so, Todd, let's get this rolling, man. Let's start with you. What's your number seven, man? My number seven is Guardians of the Galaxy. Woo! Good old Chris Pat. The first one, not the second one. Yeah, Guardians I love the, the first one. Mm. Yeah, yep, yep. That's that's it. Um, I mean, the order was kind of hard on this one because it really doesn't. You can kind of interchange them. It depends on the mood that I'm in. But I just got to make sure I get that one in the list. So Guardian of the Guardians of the Galaxy has to be one of my favorite superhero movies, period. That shit was dope. Yeah, that is that is one on my list. Um, not on my top seven. It, it almost made it. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is one of those movies that kind of blew everybody away. And as a guy who was really into Guardians of the Galaxy going into it, I was ready for it to blow people's mind. Because I love the Guardian series and the comic books, and it was one that was specifically underutilized but if you look back on it now it's kind of impressive that they did it this way because guardians of the galaxy was the entryway into kind of the galactic marvel universe which up until that point they hadn't really explored um, and and like 
in like a lot of them that's on my list, it kind of changed the game a little bit. It kind of opened up the narrative. So that that's some of these movies. That's why I say it's kind of weird. Like it's movies that I felt personally kind of hit the genre a little bit different. Yeah, you know, like great basketball players or football players or something. They changed the game. You did. They flipped yeah. it. They flipped it. Yeah, yeah I feel what's you, man. What's your What's yours, man? What's your uh, My number seven is actually a 2010 feature from the same director of Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn. It's actually called Super, and it's an indie superhero film, and it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Um, Rain Wilson plays a mentally disturbed character who decides after his divorce to take on the mantle of the Crimson Bolts. It's one of the most violent, hilarious, funny movies I've ever seen. And plus it has Kevin Bacon. As we all know, Star-Lord loves because James Gunn, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, also loves Kevin Bacon and loves the movie Footloose. Um, It's just one of these that I highly recommend. If you get a chance to see it, it's on Hulu. Uh, The movie's really not that good. What's it? Footloose never was one of the greatest movies ever. (laughs) It's one of my favorite lines. It's so good. He's like, it never was. Uh, but super, if you get a chance to see it, man, like, please sit down and watch it. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you feel things. And at the same time, it's also very disturbing in a lot of ways. Uh, so super starring Rain Wilson is my number seven, not Footloose because Footloose is not one of the greatest movies ever made. Um, I actually prefer the remake. Just kidding. Just kidding. I want to dance off right now. Hey, why don't you tell them about that dance off? Nope. That never happens. (laughs) Still fantastic. <laughs> What's your number six, Todd? All right, this I don't even want to talk about it long because it's really. I just needed to fit a X Men movie in, and I tried to figure out which X Men movie I could fit in, so I just went with X Men: Days of Future Past. Oh, one of my favorite renditions of Magneto, young, young, you know, young Charles Magneto. Xavier. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to put an X Men movie on my list, so it's really that's all that is. Honestly, because I'm not gonna lie. Days uh, of Future Past is fantastic. It's probably, I mean, in my it, opinion, the best X-Men movie. Until the whole Fox deal comes over with Marvel, I mean, I'm not, and Marvel can do the X-Men series some supreme justice. Yeah. You know, I can't forget about the X-Men, just the comic book person in me, the child that loved the cartoon in the 90s. You know, I got to put the X-Men on the list. So that that was the one I, you know, I chose to go with. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a fantastic one. Um, uh, Days of Future Past, a, a great idea of what Marvel or the Fox universe can do. And then they followed it up with something that they should have never done, which was Apocalypse, if they weren't going to do it right. Cause they didn't do it right. They just, they screwed that one up in my <laughs> opinion. Apocalypse. Nah, could, yeah, you're right. Cause Apocalypse, they, that could, that could have went the way. Uh, Avengers Infinity War when if they fucked up Thanos the way they fucked up Apocalypse mm-hmm. we'd be having a whole different conversation and that was the problem you took Apocalypse one of the better villains period that you can put over into a movie and you turned him into I don't know man Kevin Spacey it wasn't yeah. really something you, you know what I'm saying yeah. you just turned him into like that kind of creepy villain as opposed to like a weighted you know sensible age he's the oldest mutant so i mean yeah i'm with you on that one i'm with you yeah absolutely uh my number six is actually a rather long feature from um writer alan moore um came back out way back in the 2000s it's watchmen i love watchmen so much because it's one of my favorite books of all time 
And, you know, it's not really about the heroes either. It's about how destructive heroism can be. And, you know, they created one of the best characters of all time. <laughs> What's that look for? I got to know. I'm sorry. You, that was a good, you use heroism right. But I was like, lady heroine. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. That's why you out here. That's why you out here at Goodwill going through stuff <laughs> in my in my uh in my whitney houston t-shirt that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> oh cocaine uh, anyway it's a hell of a drug yeah, uh, right. <laughs> but no this is director this is director Zack snyder who later went on to uh kind of herald the dc universe he did a fantastic job with Watchmen. i mean you've got rorschach who's one of the best characters of all time, perfectly nuanced by Jackie Earl Haley. Um, you've got a fantastic soundtrack. You've got amazing comic book moments. And if you like the book, the movie itself is basically the book, just translated to screen, panel for panel. It's a wonderfully beautiful movie. Um, very sad, very heart-wrenching. I would say you need some time to carve out if you want to watch it, because it's still like three and a half hours long. So it's still a rather long movie, but it's fantastic and worth a watch. Who wins the fight, Doctor Manhattan or Doctor Strange? Oh, that's difficult. Oh, Doctor Manhattan. Original Doctor Strange. Original Doctor Strange. Okay. Original Doctor Strange versus Doctor Manhattan. I'm going to say Doctor Manhattan. I am. I would agree. It's just because Doctor Manhattan can make people disappear like that. He can see all time and space all at once. He's just, Doctor Strange has to meditate on it when he wants to find the outcome. Then again, Doctor Strange has access to the other universe where the Red Bands of Sidorak are, and he can go there at any time. That's a hard fight, dude. Well, that's, a, that's, that's for a whole other day. I just yeah. had to fuck with yeah. you. I just, that was a yeah. great movie choice, though. That was good, though. That was, that was a good question. We ought, to, we ought to bring that up at some point, because you know Doctor Manhattan was based off of Captain Adam originally, and Captain Adam was a dope-ass character, too. His whole thing, though, is he could shrink to the size of an atom or grow um, either way. Yeah, moving on. Too much comic book. Not No, you know what? Never enough comic book talk. That's who we are. Never enough comic book talk. We do what we want. Actually, I'm going... Yeah, yes, we do. We do what we want. We roll with gangs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> after this, I'm actually going to the comic shop to pick up some singles. Um, all right, so what is your number five, Todd? Man, The Dark Knight 2008, which was a great year for uh, comic book movies, man. You know, you got to respect Heath Ledger, bro. R.P. Heath Ledger. You know what I'm saying? Be aware, you know, depression and, and drug addiction. But they put out a great fucking film. And I like Christian Bale, Mr. American Psycho. People, not everybody liked Christian Bale's Batman because he had the I'm Batman, I'm fucking Batman, I'm, uh, change my voice. But Christian Bale... <laughs> You know, you know what I'm yeah, yeah. You know, I thought it was you know, great. Well, Christy Bell. Oh, for give me the keys to the, give me the keys to the Batmobile. You're drunk, sir. You're not going anywhere. No, no fuck you. You're not my dad. <laughs> but the idea of American Psycho being Batman was genius to me when they came out with that. That was like the perfect Batman choice. If you ever seen American Psycho, if you haven't seen American Psycho and you're American then go see American Psycho. Please do. Like, for real shit. Um, and that'll even give you more depth. But uh, The Dark Knight, once again, that kind of set a tone 
in comic book movies. I think wasn't that Batman? Batman had the the record before Infinity War as far as superhero movies. Yeah. On first day or first weekend, right? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. There you have it. You know what I mean? So yeah, that that Dark Knight for me had to be on the list, bro. Dark Knight is it's by far one of the best superhero movies. I still go back and watch it on a regular basis. I mean, once it's a year at least. Favorite, it's got one of my favorite movie scenes ever. It's the introduction of the Joker in that one yeah. with the pencil. You want to see a magic trick? Still beautiful. One of my favorite scenes ever. It absolutely is. Or the part uh, where he steals all the mob's money and he just burns it in front of them, just because that's who he is in this movie. It's, Some people just want to see the world burn. That's still a great line. I know it's cheesy now. I know it's overplayed now, but I still love that line. That's one of my favorite Dirty ones. Horse. Oh, so good. Uh, <laughs> my number five is uh, one of my favorite comic books of all time turned into movie. It's one of my favorite comic book heroes, one of my favorite directors, one of my favorite actors. It's Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. Great I, choice, bro. I love Hellboy. I love Hellboy 2 beautiful synergy synergy right there hellboy 2 man that is it's beautiful fantasy work it's a great movie it's fantastic hellboy is absolutely one of the most badass characters of all time fucking ron perlman man ron perlman killing it dude smoking that cigar drinking his scotch just being a supreme badass in that movie and hellboy 2 had all those wonderful characters in it all the puppet work and everything that was going on in the background just constantly and just how tough of a dude Hellboy actually is when you finally get down to it. I wanted them to complete the trilogy. I really did. But it looks like they're rebooting instead. Uh, which they've got the guy from Stranger Things playing the new Hellboy. Um, mm. uh, the Sheriff from Stranger is, Things. Uh, what's the, I can never fucking pronounce his name right. He just did the Shape of Water Pants Lab. Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, is he still directing it? No, he's not directing it. Um, the actual director in it, uh, let me pull that up real quick because I was just looking at it. Neil Marshall. So if you don't know who Neil Marshall is, he did Dog Soldiers, The Descent, Doomsday. Um, he was just responsible for Lost in Space, the Netflix series. Um, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of people are digging that one. A lot of people are digging that one. Yeah, a lot of people get on that movie or get on that show. I mean, he's a, yeah. he's a British director, but he's doing this one. Um, I do believe that it, involvement is actually pretty heavy from the creator of the actual books, Mike Mignola. So he's actually working on the screenplay. So I'm interested to see where it goes, but forever being Hellboy 2 will be the movie that blew my mind that nobody saw. Because I absolutely love that movie. I love that character. He is He's the original, for me, in my mind, he's the original anti-hero. Um, because... Technically, he's from hell, and his whole perspective is to become the king of hell. Eventually, that's his whole that's his whole trajectory. But he's so conflicted with his human side that he makes one of the most interesting characters, and of course, his love. You know, Liz, his red, and then you've got Abe Sapien. Ah, it's so good. Yeah. I can't even talk nah, about it. Really, it really is. It's aged so well. Like you can still put it on, it still looks great. That's a great choice, bro. Absolutely. Uh, what's your number four, man? It's ripped. I mean, it's the thing that started this whole Marvel shit off, bro. It's the Iron Man, two thousand eight, great year. Like I said, fantastic you know year. Same year as Dark Knight. John Favreau uh, directing and yeah. acting in it, and that relationship between him and Robert Downey Jr. was just dope. I mean, it still it encompasses what we see today. You know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy how they put the whole thing together, and I can still. 
I mean, I can argue it's it's one of the best superhero movies, period. Just still, the practical aspects that they use and, and with the CGI, uh, it, it was great. And Robert, that's the reason why Robert Downey Jr. got all this money. The whole tone of it, they started kind of the the dramatic side of things and also bring the humor into it. And I, I, I just remember watching that movie being like, this is one of the greatest things I've ever fucking seen. Like when that finished and they wrapped and they hit everything with the Marvel comic book pages, I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? When oh, he yeah. just stops it at the end, he's just like, fuck it. I'm Iron Man. And they start in an Iron Man. They play the music, you know, and I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? And Terrence Howard is a sleeper great actor for me. I wish they would have been able to keep him as War Machine, but I know they had issues with the contract and him wanting to be like the like have his own single movie and it didn't work out, so they got yeah. John Cheadle. But um, yeah, man, Iron Man definitely got to be on my list, bro. I get, I love that fucking movie, dude. That is, it, it's it's fantastic. I saw it twice in theaters uh, when it first came out. Just blew my mind. I mean, then you got Jeff Bridges as Obadiah Stone, man. Like, just so good, just. One of the better villains in the series, um, in the series of Iron Man movies, he's probably the best villain. Because I did not care for the villain too much in three, but you know, just everything about that movie was fantastic. Uh, my number four, um, coming straight from your cat's name, is Logan. Uh, it just look Logan. Yes. Logan was one of those movies that I, I knew it was going to be good. I didn't expect it to be great. And I didn't expect it to be one of the best movies I've ever seen in the last 10 years. And then I didn't expect it to give me movie allergies right at the end. I really did not expect that part coming. Um, the part that got me, and I always go back to this moment in the movie, out of everything in the movie that occurs, you know, the violence and Professor X, and that was being one of the most emotional moments, it's the part at the end with the little girl takes the cross and turns it over to an X and you get that full closure on the Wolverine story. The full closure. Got the poster and everything. That is a badass poster too, right? That is a badass poster. But that is one of those moments, man, where it just I don't know, it sealed it for me as just not only a beautiful movie, but just one of the best superhero slash films I've ever seen. And you know, for Fox to actually get the forethought finally after years of having Deadpool finally come out and they're like, oh, R-rated, R-rated superhero movies work. They do. They work. They make their money because adults are watching these things. Adults are buying the tickets for these things. And Logan just basically being a great Western t- story told in the guise of a superhero film. It, it was amazing. Just a beautiful movie. So that's my number four, Logan. I gave it a 10 out of 10 when it first came out, and I don't yeah. think I've backed off of that. I love that movie so much. Not, I'm with you. Yeah. Because that's my number three. <laughs> like, so that's, there we like, are. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Um, James Mangold, thank you for that movie. Yep. Hugh Jackman, thank you for that movie. Like Hugh Jackman, with all the X-Men and all the iterations he's done of Wolverine, I even like the Wolverine, even though that was trash with that samurai dude. Like, I'm kind of... It was better than Origins. Yeah, like, you know, Wolverine is one of my favorite comic book characters outside of Spawn, period. So I just like to see anything Wolverine. Um, But Logan changed the game. Like you said, I mean, you hit really all the points. You already hit it. I don't need to get into it too much other than 
I mean, it brings it did a great job of like the escort mission on a video game like on Last of Us or God of War. And it yes. doubled it up with the child and with Professor X, the older fatherly figure and the young childlike figure or the child figure. It is his fucking child and him being, you know, poisoned and beat down and what it fit like brought more humanity to him. And, and like you said, going forward in this list is it's not just about necessarily a superhero movie it's just a great movie it's a great film outside of just a superhero movie it's just well thought out with great plot points and it just the emotional roller coaster and just it just made you think and yeah logan it was different like i had somebody say well you know logan wasn't really a superhero movie with me the other day when we were talking about it, i was like yes it was that's how yeah. you know it was a great film yeah it was it absolutely was um going to the rage moment um at the very end in the forest when he finally just boosts up and just the full berserker the full berserker mode just one of my favorite logan moments of all time and that little girl oh yeah she was beast like when they she introduced was. her and she comes out and kills all those people and rolls <laughs> their head out like what is that <laughs> oh, what the fuck is going down like she didn't even speak until like a, like it's like a quarter left in the movie and now she's speaking english and that whole relationship and Oh man, that, that's uh, Logan. You see the poster, bro. Like that's it's it's amazing, know. dude. I I kind of yeah. want to watch it tonight now, all over again. I haven't seen it in a while, um, but Logan is just oh man. I just love that movie so much. There's just so many good points to that film. Um, I, I, I my breath is taken just thinking about Logan all over again. Yeah, man. That's how you yeah. know it's a good movie. It stuck with me. It sticks with you. That's what a good movie does. Uh, my number three is something we've already talked about tonight. It's the Dark Knight. Dark Knight, Dark Knight, Dark Knight. That yeah. is Christopher Nolan just changing the game. Just changing the game. You had Batman Begins, which is a great film. Batman Begins is a great film. You had The Dark Knight Rises coming up on third, which was a great movie too. Uh, yep. It had some issues, but The Dark Knight nailed it. It nailed every aspect of The Dark Knight, the Batman universe, and that 80s Batman. That's what it nailed for me is that 80s Batman, that that 80s comic book run where he was the Dark Knight, the thing written by Frank Miller and just dealing with Nightfall and Night Quest. And you've got all these different characters he dealt with back then. And just he had Bane breaking his back and him having mm. to come back. It was just, oh, but that's what Nolan nailed. He nailed that in such a way that was we hadn't seen that on screen before. Because up until then, and I love the original 89 Batman. It's, it holds yeah, a special place. Yeah. 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 Vicky Vale, Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson as the Joker. All of that Rich really. did the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. You know, I own it on vinyl. I own it on vinyl for good reason, too. Uh, Bat Dance. Just going to say Bat Dance. Uh, <laughs> but you had that in Batman Returns, but these things were still kind of campy. They still had that same kind of almost the Batman 66 vibe where they were just like a darker version of that, what Nolan did was bring Batman into the real universe, the real world. This is what it would be like if we had a vigilante out there with access to un, un, uncanny, infinite, infinite amount of money. That's what we have with Batman. And it just becomes down to it. Like the whole Nolan series for me is, 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 it is uh, summed up in the one line that Alfred says in Batman Begins, where he looks at young Bruce Wayne and he goes, why do we fall down? Why do we fall down? To learn to get back up again. And that, mm -hmm. the entire series is summed up for me in that. 
and I absolutely love it. Dark Might, that's my number three. What's your number two? Number two for me, man, and this could end up being number one. I think I just have to watch it a little bit more. Is Avengers Infinity War? That's my number two. Yep. And I don't, I don't want to be, a, you know, a hostage of the moment because it just came out. But it really, legitimately, is that good of a film yeah. to already be up on the list. It's not just because it just came out. I mean, we have been waiting on this movie. There were, this is what the nineteenth movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Eighteenth, nineteenth. Eighteenth so, or nineteenth. Yeah. The weight that were on the shoulders of the directors was immense. So strictly from that and putting this together and making a great film, we already talked about it in the full review earlier. Uh, yeah, it's the it's my it's my it's number two on my list right now. Just we've already talked about it, and I, you can talk about it a little bit more. We we didn't bring it up in the other review, but Peter Dinklage, well, is that a, like his character was dope? His is character, his yeah, Peter Dinklage, man, his character was amazing. And then I think coming off of God of War, and actually like meeting a in the film, like getting a a dwarf who is a forger and makes you weapons was just kind of more impactful for me and bro i'm not gonna lie when loki like loki's talking to thanos and when loki goes i'm the uh true king to jodenheim i go oh oh i know what jodenheim is like i actually yeah. knew what it was because of uh, god of war god of war is so dope god of war is seeping into everything in life but uh it is it, really is. Like, it, it is you can't bring up anything not now that's why you know God of War is great. Anything you bring up with that's Norse mythology, you're going to think about God of War. I was just going to think uh, about it immediately. I'm going to yeah. think about it immediately. And I thought that was so cool, just getting a dwarf, a dwarven, and how they didn't make him an actual dwarf. Like, the size perspective that they, that was so dope. That was yeah. so cool. Because you yeah. got to think about the weapons that they're making. These are massive weapons for gods. Uh, they're Norse gods, so they need large weapons and they need heavy, powerful weapons, so it's forged from a star. So you have to have people who are making those. And then did you see the rune he used to make this thing? It was that, like, God of War seeping back in. I was like, oh, my God, I think I've seen that. I think I saw that in the game. That was so cool. Um, but, yeah, Infinity War, It almost it, I didn't put it on my list because it just came out. But I understand why it's on your list, and I think it makes total freaking sense. It does. My number two. It's a movie that also came out this year. I have now seen it twice. It's Black Panther. Black Panther's my number two. It's just by far... This is, to me, what's actually kicked off... Because uh, people talk a lot about Captain America, but I think what we're seeing now is a range in Marvel movies. And I think it starts with Black Panther. Black Panther, by far, outside of Infinity War, uh, I think it's actually a more interesting movie than Infinity War. I really do. I, I think it's more interesting because of the perspective it applies, the villains in it, the whole hero's journey for T'Challa, the fact that it's got a whole like 20-minute James Bond-esque sequence, which was beautiful, yeah. and just how like how Ryan Coogler pieced together the history of Black Panther and made it not only historically important, but also made it a great superhero movie and you know applied historicity to that particular movie. It's, it's one that I can't get over. Um, I've seen it twice now. I can't wait to watch it again. I can't wait for the Blu-ray to come out. Uh, I, I'm going to watch Black Panther for a long time coming. That's just flat out it. It's going to be a long time coming that this movie is going to stick with me. And just the emotional ride that that movie took for me. And, you know, 
the only nitpicking thing I think anybody had on it that didn't even bother me were some of the CGI moments. That was it. Other than that, though, wonderful movie. Black Panther's my number two. Um, what's your number one, my friend? It's Black Panther, bro. Because you already know. Yeah. You already know. And I mean, for the same reasons. Same reason. It's similar to Logan on how I felt. But yeah. Once again, Fox can never beat Disney or Marvel. And, you know, they played Mozzie at the end. Yep. And the gripes, like you said, that, uh, you know, the CGI. And the last battle was kind of, uh, you know, it was like subpar in the sense of it was like 18 people fighting that people felt. But they fixed that kind of Infinity War a little bit when they fought in Wakanda and they showed all the people and it was just yeah. more massive battle and everything. So that whole universe pulls it together. But I'm I'm in a cre- complete agreement with you. I talked in depth about how I feel about Black Panther. And, you know, right now it's it's my number one. It's just my number one. And not just as a superhero film, but a film... Not maybe my favorite film of all time, but just the combination as a film and just what it meant to the culture, comic book culture, and my culture in particular yep. too. Just for part that's the, that in my heart. So you see the posters that's up. I do. Logan, Black Panther. So I mean, I can't disrespect him in my own crib. You know what I mean? But, that's right. So that's my number one, Broski. That's my number one. What's your number one, family? Uh, the soundtrack for Black Panther is my number one. No, I'm kidding. It still hasn't gotten on my truck. Like I still listen to the soundtrack every like when I'm pulling up to work. Oh yeah, it, the only CD that's in my truck is the Black Panther soundtrack. I Go still ahead. listen to that soundtrack probably once a week at this point. Uh, my number one is the movie that I think actually changed the superhero game and made everything viable. Um, it's a little bit older uh, for people, but I think this is what actually made people realize that superhero movies could be a thing, and it still for me is one of the best told stories in superhero films. And when I say that, um, you got to understand, too, the last four movies I've talked about have all been 10 out of 10. So this is, again, 10 out of 10. Uh, My number one is Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2, the original Peter Parker Spider-Man, Doc Ock, uh, Mary Jane, played by uh, Kirsten Dunst. But for me, what it did was actually create a world um, where superhero movies could exist. Because up until this, they had kind of been an experiment. You had done Spider-Man which was a hit and did kind of make it to the box office. And then, you know, after that, you had Daredevil came out, come out, which actually put things on pause for a minute. Oh, Daredevil's trash. (laughs) Just absolute trash. But then you had Spider-Man 2 come out. And Spider-Man 2 told the emotional superhero journey that everybody was looking for. And it's still got my favorite moment in hero films of all time. And that is Spider-Man on the train trying to stop the train. And after he does it, he's exhausted. And they carry him backwards off of the train. And they've got him in the Christ pose. And they've got his mask on. And everybody's commenting on how he's just a kid. Um, You know, it's true heroism at its best. Uh, Not Whitney Houston heroism. But regular (laughs) heroism. (laughs) She only did heroin to sleep. Yeah, that's all. No, that's... That is a great, good critical choice. Um, I just, I will. Okay, we got synergy, but I gotta keep it real. I just, I don't, I don't, I never liked Tobey Maguire as Spider Man, man. I did. Fair like enough, it, dude. Yeah, like it was a great movie. Doc Ock was like great. That like I, I have fine memories of that movie. Yeah, but with, I like I think they got the perfect Spider Man right now too. So I, that might also kind of be playing into it a little bit. 
I will say um, that this one was more of a historical choice because of what yeah. it did for it. Um, I do think the current Spider-Man is Tom Holland is the better Spider-Man. I think he's the best one we've had. Um, I, he's I, actually Spider-Man. Yeah, no, I, I I get you though. Spider-Man two did did start this whole shit off though. I think I, I agree with you though. That's yeah, because up until then you had had the X-Men, which had done some good stuff, but it was still kind of its <laughs> own thing. Like X-Men yeah. two still great. Uh, but then they did The Last Stand, which was not a very good movie. The third one. Yeah, and I think my hate for Spider-Man 3 and what they did. That was oh, that was awful. Man. Yeah, it that was, was like terrible. Kind of was like, uh, they ruined it. Not, Spider-Man 2 was, was dopeness level 9,000. Yeah, that was just, it's got my favorite moment. And then you've got the moment, too, where he's on the bridge and Doc Ock's basically giving a choice between Mary Jane and saving a whole bunch and it's that classic hero's dilemma you know that he's having to go through and it just i don't know that was one but then again you know spider-man 3 came out and they did absolutely ruin the series for me i don't want to see dancing peter parker nobody wants uh, to see dancing peter parker that was a terrible uh, choice it Too just many felt villains. like a money grab man and they just ruined venom i'm, I, I'm oh. excited about the new venom coming out i don't know dude that trailer was popped on right before avengers and it was the new trailer where you actually get to see the venom and yeah. i think the venom looks good i think the venom looks good but i don't know how excited i am because they've taken venom who you know they turned him into a reporter he was always a reporter right though wasn't he yeah, I don't remember if he was a football star in this one or not, though, because I know he was a big football star, and he was a football star who turned like they. And remember in high school, you know how Peter Parker was the nerd, yeah, Brock yeah, was the football player, Brock and they the grew football. up, and he ended up still becoming a reporter as Peter Parker became the photographer. Photographer, for the same. yeah, yeah. Because yeah, then so at that, some point he goes to like space, kind of doesn't he? Hmm? I forget. I think in the cartoon show they put him into space. And that's yeah. how he becomes Venom or something like that. I don't know, though, man. I i don't know if I'm looking forward to it or not. I mean, it, if they give it an R rating and I get to see Venom really trash some fools, like really rip into people, then I may be excited about it. But right now, I, I just I'm don't know. I Tom Hardy too much. That's the only thing that's stopping me from being like, I, I, when I watched it, I was like, I think I'm not going to like this at all. But it's like, well, Tom Hardy is dope. Yeah. So like, you know, maybe, you know what I mean? Like, let me give it a chance. Like, maybe it'll be like one of those small movies that's, kind of trash but I, i've watched spawn at least 25 20 times like yeah seriously with it's trash movie it didn't age well the fucking uh special effects in it are horrible but something about john leguizamo and michael jai white in the movie <laughs> i'm just like i can watch it dude john leguizamo's cloud is amazing in that what is it vindicator that's his name yeah, the, 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 the vindicator violator. the violator that's it that's what it's, he's like i'm the vindicator the violator. Yeah, like, yeah that's so good yeah. yeah kids you if gotta, you actually want to you got any um, what the fuck in the word I'm thinking about? Any uh, any uh, runner-ups, special mentions? Yeah, yeah, dude, I definitely do. I mean, you've got the original Avengers, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Civil War, uh, the original Superman movie. I really like Superman Returns. I really like. Um, I'll say X Men Two. Um, you know, I got a lot, man. I mean, there's just so many good ones, dude. Blade. Is my guilty yeah, pleasure one? Yeah, that was you named all of mine. Like Blade, um, you know, we talked about it earlier. For, for guilty pleasure, the Punisher, the eighties one with Dolph Lundgren. I don't oh know yeah, about that one. Oh, um, that's so good. That's so Lego good. Lego Batman for me. Lego Thor Batman Ragnarok. was great. Yeah, Wonder Woman. 
Yeah. And, and actually, that's Spider-Man Homecoming. I think that's why uh, when you brought up Spider-Man 2, I was like, oh, man, that, that was a good one. I just thought about Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming yeah. was a good one. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. with you, though, man. Uh, all right. So that's been this week's edition of Skip the Tutorial. You can find us at stt underscore pod. You can find us at facebook.com backslash skip the tutorial podcast. You can email us if you agree or disagree with our opinions at skip the tutorial podcast at gmail.com. You can find us at Instagram, Instagram at skip the tutorial pod. Is it? Yep, yep, that's skip it. the tutorial pod on Instagram. Uh, we're everywhere where you can find your podcast. And remember to rate and review, share, like, do anything to interact with us. It gives you a chance to win a $35 Amazon gift card once a month. Uh, but that's been this week's uh, Skip the Tutorial, where we've talked about the Avengers and broken down our top seven hero movies. So, uh, as we always do when we sign off, stay humble. Stay humble. Humble. Humble.